Good day, buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I got to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of the group. I'm just going to do it really quickly because we have a lot to talk about. It's Alan Mark, looking stylish as ever. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? I'm uh, I'm good. I literally woke up from a nap before logging on for this. So that sounds so nice. It was. I've been very busy at work today and just went right into it. Mm-hmm. And a nap would have been delightful. Yeah. Um, it's not one of those, it's not one of the best naps that I've had. <laughs> did you, did you sleep for too long and now you're groggy? You're t- more tired than you were. Initially, it's like in between. It's like because like twenty is like a perfect like power nap for like hello quick. Mm. I need either twenty or two hours, and it seems to fell <laughs> anything in between those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything in between is does not feel good. Did you wake up from like a nightmare? That's the worst part of a nap too. When you're just like, because um, I have the same type of nightmare. I don't have reoccurring dreams or nightmares. It's just it's it's the same theme, which is. Running away from something, um, like someone's trying to kill me, or um, yeah. I'm a spy and I have to like sneak past things. No, those are my two dreams. I rarely remember my dreams. Um, this is one of those naps though, where it's like it's I, well, I fell asleep on my couch, and it's one of those where you just like wake up and it's and it felt like you're just like <laughs> like come back to life from like the edge <laughs> of death. It's one of those naps. It's like Robin Williams and Jumanji. Yeah. I, I like well I, I'm sure your first panic was like oh my god did I sleep too much did I miss the pod yeah yeah actually that's what that's why I set like 50 alarms whenever I take a nap because I'm just like I can't sleep for too long or else um, that's that's I should do that more often napping that is alright and rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC did you get enough sleep today Steven I did and I Made a point to like sleep a little earlier than I normally do because this week I've been falling asleep like after dinner and then for like two hours and then it will be late and then I can't fall asleep again and then I'll be really tired <laughs> like during work <laughs> and it was really bad. So last night I like went to sleep like a couple hours earlier and I, I'm feeling better. But yeah, that's I used to. When I was playing Destiny a lot, that used to happen to me where I would come home from work. Like this, this happened for like a couple months in a row. Um, but I would come home from work and then take a nap from like five to seven. Then I would wake up, eat dinner, and then I would play until like two or three in the morning and then go to sleep and go to work the next day. And I just 
repeated that cycle over and over again yeah. for like a, a month or two and it's yeah you don't you don't feel good yeah but. there was also a time like recently where i watched a movie or i was watching a movie and then i was falling asleep so i set an alarm for like <laughs> like 15 minutes to wake up and finish the rest of the movie but i <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> like <laughs> when it's already that late and like you fall asleep, it's you just fall asleep. I mean, all right. Yeah. Well, I, that was not my plan, but yeah, I wanted to yeah, yeah have some energy. Well, um, okay. Well, it sounds like we we have a good collective, uh, a collective, a good amount of energy all around to to tackle uh, this beast of an episode because. The sad- the sadists that we are, um, we have chosen a group that had has a storied, a very long history, and not only that, their release is eleven tracks long. So we have a lot to go through. Um, so I, I think, it, I think it'd be wise to actually do our normal routine, which is go through the the specials and rundown. So let's just do that. Let's t- let's take as much time doing that. Um, uh, so starting with Steven, who is going to give us the other songs that have come out or other releases uh, that have come out uh, so that we can show them some love. So Steven, take it away for your specials of the week. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Yep. So this week, uh, it's continuing the great month of February for uh, full albums. Uh, we have two more this week and then... Uh, a couple singles and a mini album. But starting on Monday, we have two big releases. First up, a full-length album from Taeyeon. It's called I Envy You with the title track of the same name. Um, that's also my new uh, Myers-Briggs. But this is her third full-length album. Uh, there are 13 tracks, including the previously released Weekend and Can't Control Myself from last month which uh, Taeyeon wrote the lyrics for. Um, This is a very international production. Um, So we see mostly like all the the lyrics are written by Korean writers, including Kenzie, who wrote lyrics for one song. Uh, But we also see uh, a credit from Connie Talbot, um, who is like on Britain's Got Talent. Um, And then something else interesting is that the Norwegian composer Edvard Grieg gets a credit because uh, they sampled his piece Solveig's Lied or Solveig's Lied for the song Some Nights. And you might know Grieg for his his compositions Morning and Hall of the Mountain King. Morning's the one that's like... And then Hall of the Mountain King is... um, but he finally gets uh, his his greatest achievement a credit on Taeyeon's album. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's very exciting. Uh, always love to listen to Taeyeon. Um, but on the same day, the other big album is Epic High's follow up to. Epic is here, part one. They released the part two uh, with the title track Gray So Gray featuring Yuna. And yeah, you can go back, uh, listen to our episode on part one. Um, this uh, album has 12 tracks, 
including the already released Rain Song and Face ID, and on top of the features um, of Yuna and then the people on the already released tracks, we also get appearances from Wanstein, PH1, Lehigh, and Kim Feel. And I'd also just like to point uh, our, our listeners to a great interview in Clash magazine um, by Tasia Assis, in which uh, Tablo answers the question, do you think you have learned how to love yourself? So go check that out. Um, but that was Monday. Uh, next day, we have another big uh, long-awaited release from the group Treasure. It is a mini album called The Second Step, Chapter One, with the title track Jik Jin. Um, and it's been, I feel like it's kind of been a while. I think it was just sometime, maybe like January or March of last year when they last released a mini album. But this is the uh, 12 member group's first. Oh, this is their first mini album. Um, they had a bunch of single albums. And uh, this latest one follows four releases that were all called like the first step. Um, the releases like chapter different with different chapters um, with chapter two being the only one not to reach number one on the Gaon album charts it only got as high as number two so we'll see um, how well <laughs> this uh, mini album will do on, on this we see the members Hyunsuk, Yoshi and Haruto uh, writing and composing, and there are four tracks in the digital versions plus two CD-only tracks. Moving on to Wednesday, we have a comeback from the group Rumble G. It is a single album called Dear Hope with the title track Every Other. Uh, this group, they debuted last July. I did not mention them, um, but they're, they're three. they are a three-member girl group from Winner Zone Entertainment. Um, they debuted as four last year, but uh, one member left. Um, but their leader, Didi, is the first Burmese uh, K-pop idol. It's kind of cool. Um, so the, the members wrote the lyrics for the title track, which was also composed by Tim Barnsley Parfit, Laura Fru, Phoebe Sinclair, and Blake Malone, whom I think are kind of newcomers to like writing for K-pop. So we'll see if we'll hear more from them. And lastly, on Friday, uh, we have, or on, on Thursday, um, we have a, a comeback from Susie. It is a single called Satellite. It, I think, is her first non-OST release since 2018. Um, and her last like OST song was on the soundtrack for Startup, which was like 2020. So it's been a, a little while since we've heard music from her. And she wrote the lyrics to this with Kang Hyunmin, and it is said to be a British pop song. So I'll look forward to listening to that. Um, but those are my specials of the week. You know, I had Burmese food on Saturday. Yeah, you, you told me. It's really good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> Wait, good. you didn't tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh, because y'all played. Play, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we played video <laughs> yeah, games I was on Saturday, but I had a salad. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen had a salad. It's a, a dinner salad. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever had a salad for dinner. Oh. Maybe after eating a lot during lunch, but I should do that more often. Yeah. Very good. All right. <laughs>
Uh, okay. See ya. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's mark it down, guys. February uh, <laughs> February 18th, the shortest pod of how you can eat. All right. Okay. Anyway, thanks, Stephen, for uh, those really, really, really good specials. Uh, I... Um, I didn't realize that Taeyeon's album was 13 tracks long, so I'm so happy we didn't do that one. Yeah. And that we opted for something with only 11 tracks instead. So, um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, let's just get through it. Um, we have a, again, like I said at the top, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but you need a little backstory because there's there's a good amount of history with this group. Um, you might know it already. You might not. Um, so just in case you don't, I'm going to throw it to Alan Mark, and he's going to give our rundown for this week's episode. Yeah, eleven tracks for eleven years that this group's been around. So let's talk about them. And who are they? That is A Pink. They are a South Korean girl group currently. Mostly managed by IST Entertainment. Uh, currently consisting of members Park Chorong, their leader, Yoon Bomi, uh, sort of a mood maker and energizer, Jung Yoon Ji, their main vocalist, uh, who also acts a lot, uh, Sun Naeun, uh, their center and visual, Kim Namju, uh, all around entertainer, and Oh Ha Young, their maknae. Uh, most of those I took from their recent interview from with Jesse. Okay. <laughs> so. That's, uh, yeah. So the history starts way back in 2011 uh, when Steven and I graduated to- college together. <laughs> uh, when- wow, two debuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. debut in so true adulthood. To adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when A-Cube Entertainment, uh, established as an independent label from Cube Entertainment. It's a little confusing. But they launched a new girl group called A-Pink consisting of seven former Cube Entertainment trainees. Um, so that included the six aforementioned women that I mentioned earlier, as well as member Hong Yu-Kyung. Uh, prior to the debut, they also started a documentary reality series called A-Pink News. Uh, then on April 19th, uh, they debuted with the EP Seven Springs of A Pink with its lead single Molayo or the English title I Don't Know. Uh, then in November 2011, they were on a show called Birth of a Family along with the group Infinite where they helped to raise abandoned pets until they found new homes. <laughs> I didn't need to put the information, but I liked it a lot. So uh, Then on November 22nd uh, of that year, they also released their second EP called Snow Pink. And its lead single, My My, which promotions included a one-day idol tea cafe where they prepared and sold food and drinks for charity. So that's fun. Uh, later that year, they would also win the FEMA Rookie Award at the 2011 Mamas and at the Golden Disc Awards as well. So uh, big debut year for them. In tw- at 2012, uh, they would also continue getting more, uh, more awards and more wins. They got their first music show win for My My on M Countdown in that January, as well as receiving Rookie of the Year awards at the first ever Gaon Chart Awards. Uh, then they released their next single on their first one-year anniversary titled April 19th, followed by their first full-length album titled, oh, it's in French, <laughs> Un Annie. 
Oh, oh, see, uh, Stephen, this is where you shine. <laughs> un, this is where you shine. Ane. So, ane. Un ane. One year. One year, yes. With its title track, Hush, on May 9th. <laughs> Do you need my help too? April yeah. 19th. <laughs> April. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Fast forward to April 2013. Uh, AQ would then announce the departure of member Yu Kyung. Uh, so she would focus on schooling. Uh, and then A Pink would release their first release as a six-member group on July 5th of 2013 with the EP Secret Garden and its title track No No No, uh, which would become their highest charting single at the time, peaking at number two on the Billboard K-pop Hot 100. Then that December, did they release that uh, uh, uh-huh. track in uh, Germany? By the way, I don't know. Did, did, I mean, did they release that album? Why? What are you, what are you trying to get at? Oh, Secret Garden. What? <laughs> no, 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 not Secret Garden. The no, no, no. The, no, no, no. the yeah, yeah. They released that song in uh, Germany. Why you want to hear nine nine nine? No, no. Yes, that's all. That that was, okay. that was the only joke I was that's trying to get. They, imagine them releasing a German album. Oh, this episode's <laughs> gonna be so long. Okay. <laughs> then that December in 2013, they collaborated with Cube Entertainment artists Beast, Four Minute. B2B, Gina, and others for the holiday single Christmas song. Uh, did we talk about that in, that, in our Christmas episode? I feel like it got brought I up. Think I, like, yeah, I think we yeah. did. Yeah, I think we did. But that's confusing because they're an A cube, but then not cube. It's independent, yeah. but it's still part of it's weird. I don't. I still don't get it, but it's fine. In 2014, they released the single "Good Morning Baby" on January 13th to celebrate their 1,000th day since debut. Then followed this up with their fourth EP, Pink Blossom, and its title track, Mr. Chu, which gave them a total of six music show wins. Uh, the most popular to at, to date at that time. That June, members Bomi and Namju would form a subunit called A Pink BNN to release the single My Darling as part of the Brave Brothers' 10th anniversary project. Which And that song would then be later added to their fifth EP, um, that year, in 2014, they also made their Japanese debut on August 4th with a live showcase followed up by the first Japanese single with a version of No, No, No on October 22nd. Sorry, not not German, Japanese, Chuck. Uh, then in November, their fifth EP, Pink Love, was released with the lead single, Love, which became their first number one song on the Gaon charts. It was in this award cycle that they won so many things, so many that I'm too lazy to list them all, so <laughs> I'll pass on that. <laughs> the start of 2015 gave us their first Japanese comeback with the versions of Mr. Chu. And on their fourth year anniversary, they released a Yunji written single, Promise You, followed by Japanese release of Love in May. Then they had their second full-length album, Pink Memory, uh, on July 16th with the title track, Remember followed by their first full Japanese album, Pink Season, on August 26th. I know, these girls, always busy. (laughs) Then in 2016, uh, A-Pink would go on their first North American tour, performing shows at Vancouver, Dallas, San Francisco, and LA. Uh, On on their fifth anniversary, they released a Chorong lyric-written digital single, The Wave, um, under the now-renamed Plan A Entertainment. so yeah, no longer A-Cube, now Plan A. On September 26th, they released their third full-length album, Pink Revolution, with the title track Only One. 
quickly followed by their first special album, Dear, on December 15th with the title track, Cause You're My Star. Uh, and that album is the first one that also included three duet unit songs. So that's fun. Uh, their sixth mini album, Pink Up, was then released in June 26, 2017 with the title track, Five. And 2017 will also give us uh, Japanese singles, Bye Bye, in January and Moto, Moto Go Go in July. All right, then 2018, that's where we see the shift. Uh, with the biggest shift being with their concept, moving away from cute, pastel, innocent concepts. They were very famous and tours for. And then going into a bolder, more sophisticated, mature, elegant style that we see to this day. On July 2nd, they released their seventh mini album, One and Six, with the title track, I'm So Sick. And then followed this up in 2019 with their eighth mini album, Percent, on January 7th, 2019, along with the single, Ung Ung. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then they finally followed this up with their ninth mini album, Look, and its, digit- and its single, Dum Dum on April 13th, 2020. Their first under the renamed Play M Entertainment after Plan A and Fave Entertainment merged. <laughs> Also, these trio of songs with this new concept were all produced by Black Eyed Pillsong, who we all know, especially now with Stacey. Then in 2021, uh, so last year, they released the single Thank You to commemorate their 10th year anniversary. And that's a track that we'll actually discuss a bit today. Um, but soon after that, with their contracts up, it was announced that members Chorong, Bomi, Yunji, Namju, and Hayoung all re-signed with Play M, while Nayeon would sign with YG Entertainment as an actress. With this news, though, they announced that they would not disband and would continue as a six-member group, with Nayeon joining them when she's able to, when if YG (laughs) lets her. (laughs) Um, Then their agency, now called IST Entertainment, thanks to another merger... Announced that the group would finally make another comeback in 2022. That comeback would be their fourth studio album or second special album. I've seen it referred to as both. Uh, titled Horn with the Black Eyed Pilsung produced title track Dilemma on February 14th. And that is the album we are discussing this week. Uh, quick note, though she's featured on the album, Naan is unfortunately not partaking in promotions for this album because YG didn't work out their schedules with IST. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that we were, were covering A-Pink because I was also able to take a quick nap uh, through the history. <laughs> <laughs> through the, uh, that lengthy encyclopedic um, yeah. breakdown. Wow. My gosh. Usually when we go over these groups that have so many years, it's just like, it's very simple to... You know, point things out, but these these ladies have had quite the history, and, and they've released stuff consistently. Yeah, like yeah, their only no hiatus. Real hiatus yeah. was just last year, where they only released one song. But yeah, they just, are, you are right; they are busy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I I don't want to be like, okay, what what's uh what's you guys' uh, experience with aping? Because aping's been a while for a really long time, so. If you guys have any fun anecdotes, fun stories uh, about A Pink, do you want to tell them? Um, I actually wrote down what my history with A Pink is this time. <laughs> this is the first time oh, I actually wrote it down. No. 
You should do it. Yeah, yeah. you should. It's not much. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, well do I one. Well, I want to know what you, if y'all have listened to A Pink or have history. With I, I absolutely have listened to A Pink. Um, I do like No 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 and Mr. Chu. Um, oh. But I mean, it's just A Pink. There's there's not much that needs to be said by me about them. They're just they're uh they're it's part of this just this the second gen wave that's coming. Um, yeah, second gen two thousand one. Yeah, um, and. I'm I'm just happy that they're not gone yet. That these groups, that these old groups are still here. So, not gone, um, still around. Yes. Longer. Yes. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Steven? For me, um, I I feel like I just I like know their singles, but I didn't really get into their the B sides. But like I I really like I mean, Mr. Chu is like just like. Classic and um, yep. uh, and but I have really liked the recent turn with like Dumdurum and Ung Ung. So I mean I, I like them a lot. And but I only kind like the members I only kind of know are Bomi and Nao. And I feel like they're the popular ones. Yeah. So they're like generally the only two I, I know from the group. So I'm not super familiar, but I, I'm generally aware of them. Nice. Okay. Al Mark. Oh. No, it's not, it's a... not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What's your history with A-Pink? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize how much y'all knew about them already. So that's really cool. I mean, they've been around for a while. But yeah, I've known about them since their debut because I distinctly remember that their early MVs were always playing on Eminent America. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, especially like… Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's the dude from Beast because Gigong's in it. And then No, No, No as Gigong. well. Because they were like all wearing NBA jerseys at one in, in the music video. So I was like, of course I remember that. Um, but like being a baby K-pop fan at that time, like in 2011, 2012, I didn't get into it because that's when I was like, oh, I don't like cute concepts because I was dumb. I was a dumb 21, 22-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really loved Yunji in Reply 1997. I thought she was really good. I think that was her acting debut also. Um, that was really good. Uh, but then, of course, when like I'm So Sick came out, it hit like a wave and it immediately turned me into a fan from then on. Um, so much that like I went back to the older cute stuff and that I didn't appreciate at the time and then ended up really loving it. Uh, you, of course, you mentioned Mr. Chu. Uh, love, really great. Um, but definitely everything from I'm So Sick and on, I just think is an incredible run in K-pop. So I'm excited to talk about them today. I feel like they're just starting. Also, no, not really. <laughs> Y'all have biases with like them. Yet? Or I know Steven. I don't know. Yet. You know too. Yeah, I I don't really have. Yeah, uh, outside of their songs, I'm not too familiar with the group yeah. individually. Yeah. They're um, fun though. Well, I'd say watch like some like variety show and interview stuff with them because they're really fun. Yeah, the, uh, they did a video with Weekly, their juniors at the company. Oh, like that's fun. So. I'm glad that they have each other. Um, yeah. like big sister, yeah. little sister. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, go check that out. Yeah, I'm good. All check right, that out. guys, we have a lot of tracks and a fun game by Steven mm-hmm. to cover. So I'm going to do my best to keep us on track. No worries. Um, I won't play any Oscar orchestral music to play anybody off, um, but. We're going to, to you listeners out there, we're going to try to be as straight to the point, no tangents, 
um, no side stories. We're just going to give you our funny, unbiased, but maybe a little bit biased opinions. No, so. no stories about Southside San Jose and the <laughs> uh, oh. I mean, maybe uh, since we were talking about <laughs> San Jose Skate, a lot of these songs <laughs> would be great to skate to. So I'll find a way to insert some. No, you don't uh, do not. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention my thing. <laughs> but it's okay. Well, no, what you uh, think? I went, I went uh, to high school with the, a guitarist in the band. Set your goals, and uh, okay, they were they were like a pop punk band, and I, oh, I don't know they cool. they kind they kind of got well known. Nice. So, oh, yeah. nice, nice. And he also went to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. The uh, like Alan Mark said, the album we are covering today is entitled Horn, um, and we have eleven tracks to go through. So let's start off with track number one, which is, coincidentally is the single of the album entitled Dilemma. And I feel like we've gone through a lot of groups now that have used the word Dilemma as their song title, and I didn't want to say the same comment I made. Last time when we talked about was it in hyphen? No, who who had that dilemma song? Because I was like, um, I nah. legitimately cannot remember another song called Dilemma. <laughs> that is not Nelly's and Kelly Rowland's. <laughs> no, no, we we talked. Yeah, yeah no, it we, was, I think. Yeah, there was. It one. was the title it up. of the album. I think it might have just been the title of the album. Maybe there was no song. because oh. I saved my file for this. It was in hyphen. Yeah, I. Dimension Dilemma. It's yeah, it's Dimension Dilemma. Album title. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, as, as, the, as the king of songs, Almark, uh, I, I, I would trust you 100% if you remember that we never covered a song called Dilemma. So, um, But yeah, this track is called Dilemma and it's the um, title track. And right out the gate... I was so happy that we decided to do Aping because I haven't listened to the Taeyeon album yet. But coming from last week's Rolling Quartz, I needed to come back to some, um, you know, some some bread and butter type uh, songs. And when I first when I first heard this track, I was like, okay, um, I works works very stressful. A lot is going on. I just need to feel comforted with some sounds that I love and just some fun, high energy kind of tracks. And with this, with this song, I was like, wow, I, I must have not heard A-Pink in a while because my, my impression of A-Pink is just second gen, like 2011 mm. to like 2014. And to, so to hear them come out with what I, I guess you could say is a dance track is um is 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 it's really fun to hear there's a lot that goes on in this song and um yeah i it was just such a great not only first track but just a great reintroduction to a pink so um yeah steven i'll throw it to you to kind of talk about uh what, what are your what your thoughts are yeah i i feel like I kind of have similar thoughts. Um, there, there were a lot of times throughout the song where I was feeling like, like this sound that you you could hear at 
maybe any time during their their career. And I was just feeling like this song is like it's gonna be a Noribang classic. Like it has a lot of elements that will just really work with the that dancey chorus. Um, the the beat is just really straightforward. Like like, and then it gives you that the chance to sing dilemma like them because whenever they end they go dilemma and the dilemma and then you can also i also love how they stress different syllables in the word uh, at different times um like dilemma and then dilemma um and then like i also love the love you love you love you part i mean there's a lot that's just so easy to enjoy about this um yeah and it's it, i think overall it's it's a good song it, it's like i don't know it i don't feel like I really, really like it, but it's it's like enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think uh, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I still I really enjoy it. But I don't know if I like really, really like it the same way I've done with their uh, the past previous singles. Yeah. Um, though it's like I do like that the sound and like sonically, it sounds different, but still cohesive with. The, like what's typically a pink, especially recently from eight, mm-hmm. 2018 on. So this was like a nice like expected, but still enough of a change where it's like yes, I could. Um, like it doesn't feel like it's a, they're just giving us the same things every time. Um, but yeah, I think. But I think part of the um, reason why like I don't think this one is as good as the previous three singles is I think it's so strong instrumentally. But I don't think like melodically it's as it grabs you as well as they're like I'm used to A Pink doing. Um, I mean, they're they're really good moments like the uh, the love you, I love you yeah. part. Like that part's really great. But like I don't know if the rest of the song has really any catchy moments that make me want to like like how in 2020 I was like always like in my head dum da 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 like there's always like those sections that um a pink songs have but this one i think it's a little lacking in that sense yeah. but i will say that black eyed pill song did do a really great job with the like the production of the instrumental i love it yeah. um uh i love almost everything about it <laughs> so i think my one like biggest gripe i would say is um everything's great except for the Second part of the second verse where it gets all trappy. Uh, mm, that, in my opinion, okay. because uh, this sort of made me like nit- nitpicking a little bit, but I feel like that section uh, sort of hurt the pacing of the song because they already slowed it down quite a bit when uh, when they went into it with Chorong's part, which is actually mm. my favorite part of the song because the percussion changes up and they put really cool like samples and instruments and like just straight up percussion in there but then when it changes to like the halftime trap it like slowed it down even more and i'm like we just had a part that like felt like slowed down the tone and then now you moved it even slower and then we're trying to pick it back up i think that sort of ruined the pacing of the song which i feel like is not which is surprising coming from a black eyed pill song song because i feel like like pace and uh flow of their songs are generally very, very good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I hate I, the song yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I, I hate the no, song. No, <laughs> You're right. I, no, I, I no, liked no. it at first, but then you reminded me why I hate the song. <laughs> I I did. I liked the Nan's like triplet rhyme the, or mm-hmm. her rhythm over that section. But I was also like, what is this section? And so, yeah, I, I, I get that too. Um but I, I did also. I did like the instrumental break, though. That was that was. It's a really short section, but um, I oh, the I, one post bridge. Yeah, like at the yeah. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, no, that one's yeah. great. It's pretty brief, yeah. but good. Some uh, standout parts that I enjoyed. Um, I really like the synths in the chorus. Uh, wait, did I write that? Yeah, synths in the chorus. I forget. How they sounded, but I I remember writing it down. And um, since you reminded me that it's a Black Eyed Pills song, song uh, it makes total sense. Well, how this song has so many elements to it, and it's just some of them just seem random at place. But then at that moment, it's perfect, or it's like exactly what I wanted to hear, or I didn't know I needed to hear that. But I when I heard it, I was like, "That's cool." Um, yeah, I would say the the synths sound a little like ghostly which is I think, yeah cool yeah i like the part that's like after the the uh the chorus of like the dilemma dilemma the part where it goes like like that yeah. part that part's very cool uh i guess what did i say the fun the, i said the funny horn there you go that's what i wrote <laughs> funny horn oh the funny that's horn what the album's called horn huh? <laughs> oh oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Clever. When you said their first special album was called Deer, I thought I went back to look if it was spelled like the animal, but it's spelled like the ad- address. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. It's like Deer. Like signature Deer. Oh. Deer Diary. Or, um, what I also wrote down the doo wop backing vocals in the middle. Why did I write that? I'm trying to remember that part. Oh, there were like harmonies that came in. Uh, during Chorong and Naan's part in the second verse, I think. Uh, and yes, that sounded yeah, cool. Yeah. I did like that yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you for... Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. For, uh, point, yeah, for helping me remember that. But yeah, I overall, I, I, I just felt like this had a very catchy hook. And, um, and I, it, it just wasn't... Because a, a lot of like the repetitive sound lyrics that usually happen in K-pop... Um, is is fun to hear the first time, but like this one really felt like properly dancey, like mm-hmm. what you would expect in a dance track, um, and one to make you feel like the beats going, or the one to make you move your body and just want to move in like a very repetitive motion. And um, yeah, I can't believe this is a Black Eyed Pills song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has like that Euro club. Kind of sound. Yes, exactly. Which I think is really. I mean, I I generally enjoy it when K-pop does it. So and we yeah. don't hear it enough. I feel like, yeah. or at least lately. So yeah, I will say this is a song that I think I might like more three weeks from now than I am <laughs> now. Mm. I listen to it like two days after its release. So yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So knowing your thoughts about the song, Alamark, what are your thoughts about the music video? Oh, okay. I don't want to... I'm not going to say too much because of time. But the no, that's th- fine. thing I'm going to no, point the, the, at... Um, this, is the so- this is the one where we can talk about right, well, it for a little bit longer. If anything, like... My favorite thing of the whole music video is just the styling that they gave 
all the all the members. The styling was incredible. Um, particularly my favorite outfits are like the really colorful ones. I think I don't know if you're ever gonna mention like Yunji's like pink jacket that looks like it has paint splatter all, yeah. all over it. Love that. I love a strong shoulder. Kim Lip is my bias, so I love a strong shoulder. Um, <laughs> that 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 was the um that was the suit with the short shorts. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, that one's great. And then Bomi also had like this like um really sleek dress that had really like great color blocking on it too. So yeah. But I think overall the styling was really well done. And it's like it suits them in like um, you know, knowing their history of like coming from like these cute concepts, going to more elegant, mature ones, like it it felt it feels right every time they do it. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel jarring. It's like, oh, they went from that to this. Like it's just natural. I I went and rewatched No 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 just to remind myself of A Pink of yesteryears and then watched the music video for um for this song. And it just it was weird. It was okay, so I'm having this phenomenon right now because um when I watched How I Met Your Mother, I was nowhere near my 30s at that point. I was kind of, um, you know, starting my 20s. Uh, now that I watch How I Met Your Father, it's the it's so strange because this is my generation and I'm watching it. Because, like, I didn't watch Friends also. Um, I watched it very young. And so… When I listen to when I watch this music video and listen to A Pink, it's a very weird phenomenon I'm getting. I don't get it with any of the second gen boy groups because I feel like they're still trying to be. Uh, they they they're so jealous of all the young people um, that they're still trying to look young and be young. But when I watch this video, I was really happy to kind of see this. Maybe it was just the aesthetic of the video itself, but I was really happy to see like a more mature A Pink, like a more refined, more stylish. And I mean, they start off with gowns that I could, I swore were just picked off the rack from uh, all the dresses that were worn at my wedding. Um, and they're great. Just this, <laughs> yes, wonderful dresses. Um, those were the underdressed people, also, if you could believe. Uh, and it was just, I mean, the choreo for the chorus, you know, I feel like Red Velvet in the same range rage can like pull off way more intricate moves. But this one um, felt like they were trying to do more of a dancey, vogue hand twisty type movements. Just try to keep it simple. Try not to have the dancing distract from the… Uh, the visuals and everything. Um, but overall, I just felt like they were… Um, they felt more badass, so to speak, where they were doing a lot of um, 360 rotation sweeping shots while they would just stand in place and, you know, do their singing and uh, really like solemn looks at the camera. Um, And uh, yeah, it just felt, I don't know, it just felt like I, like I enjoyed it because it wasn't them trying to be young. They were trying to, be age appropriate, so to speak, um, and I felt I felt like I could connect with the video more because everything in that video, I was like, I would, I, I mean, I, I don't own in any of them, but if I was a lady, I would absolutely want to be these people with my age right now. That is, um, so yeah. And if we're talking about outfits, the one I pointed out, besides the intro ones, were those really cool 
Like they look like angels with the white outfits and like the golden boots. They all had matching golden boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool part. Okay, I'm done. Steven, you go. Okay, I have not much more to add. I do have to second that my favorite outfit was that that one coat we mentioned, that jacket uh, with the belt. I, I thought it looked like um, like a bus seat or an airport carpet. Like <laughs> we just had like a design you don't like notice, but then on the on the on the the clothing it was like it was like very like the the colors were more vivid than they would be on on those other places so i i just love that look um but yeah uh uh the couple scenes i i really liked were the the dance scenes with the blue backdrop i really liked how that looked and uh also thought that that interrogation room was was interesting mm, with the yeah. the one way mirror uh, with the flowers inside, it was, it, it, it was like the the one in um, WJS and the Blacks, easy, but mm-hmm. make it aesthetic. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it also reminded me a bit of Wien's watercolor video because of those dresses they were wearing, mm-hmm. and the, then like the intro setting too. Um, yeah, not, not not much else. I was curious about all those glasses uh, while they were putting, while they were doing the puzzle. They had like many glasses of, of oh, yeah. rosé colored liquid. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't look into. I wasn't like thinking about the story too much. <laughs> just more oh, about yeah. just what I, I didn't catch looking any story like. At yeah, all. I was just like, let's yeah. just put them in really pretty visuals. And yeah, outfits. I think they mentioned that this is sort of like a sequel to Dum Dum. But I don't know how it exactly connects. Yeah, I will say one last thing about this music video, though. I don't know what the budget was, but they made it look very expensive, mm-hmm. which was, which is, I think, generally a good thing. Yeah, in music videos. All right. Well, that was a great start, guys. Uh, do you guys have anything, any lasting notes, music-wise, video-wise, before we move on? All right. Let's move on then to track number dose entitled Holy Moly. And Steven, I would love to hear what you thought about this song. Sure. Uh, so my first note that I wrote down was the name of a Korean store called Tony Moly. Because <laughs> I okay, what is that? I think it's like a cosmetics store. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I couldn't not think of that when I saw when I saw the title of this song. Um so that I would also at times sing Tony Moly instead. Um but I just also want to note that uh this is a, a Kenzie song and a non uh song. I think she did was she lyrics or did she also co compose the lyrics. Okay. I think this is yeah Kenzie <clears throat> composition. Yeah this one was pretty this was kind of interesting. Um, instrumentally, I liked how a lot of the like the synths and, and the keys they were also kind of fleeting. They they had those like the atmospheric pads in the back, but then a lot of it they were just kind of like bubbling up, and I like that sound. Um, it there was a synth that was almost kind of like eight bit sounding. And then you get these occasional like runs uh, of synth in the like back doing these lead melodies. That was that was really cool. Um, but there were some I don't know kind of odd parts to this. Um, I, I felt 
I, well, I like those glitchy snare rolls at the end of the pre-chorus. Uh, those are really cool. Um, and then the synth bass in the chorus. But there was something weird about the end of the bridge to me. Like, th- there was a snare that starts playing and it kind of keeps going at the same rhythm for to me what seemed like a long time and it wasn't building up it wasn't like getting faster or getting higher in pitch it felt like the rest of this it was waiting for the rest of the song to catch up and i i don't know when i heard that it it was like it i was just stuck on that when i was listening to it so i don't know something about this felt like just weird to me um so again I like the song, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't really, really stand out to me. Um, but then they had that surprise little like auto tune ending, which is nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I like this. It's just I don't know. I have I have some mixed feelings about it. I guess. Um. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to add? Sorry. <laughs> well, I think for me, I don't have a lot of notes uh, because I don't, for some reason, this song, I kind of kept forgetting about it every time I was listening to the album because I was like, oh, like after I get to demo, I was like, oh yeah, what does Holy Moly sound like? And then I get to it, I'm like, oh yeah, this song. And then when I get to the end of the album, I'm like, oh, what did that song sound like again? Mm-hmm. I think not necessarily because it's like a bad song, but I think, I don't, I just don't think it stands out as much uh, compared to other ones on this album, um, like melodically, it sounds it's pretty simple. Um, it's good, but it's like not like breathtaking. Um, the arrangement, like I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing much that really stands out to the. It just feels it feels like another like bright like sort of red red side red velvet B side kind of song or um, uh, or maybe even like a twice B-side kind of song, but it doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't really stand out for me. I do like the that the piano comes out a lot more in the bridge. I like mm-hmm. that sequence a lot. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't have a lot written down here. Um, hearing your guys' opinion about this song, uh, <laughs> it, it kind of... It kind of uh, relates to whatever I wrote because I realized that I didn't really write that many notes about it, and I think I re- I realized now why it's because I didn't have anything to point out. It wasn't anything. It nothing exists. really stood out. Yeah, it just is a song. It was the second one. Um, I do love me some galactical sounds, and I will catchphrase that for our, uh, for how you can eat, um, and. Yeah, the only thing I really wrote was like, this sounds very, it sounds old. Like it sounds, it's not retro. Because retro to me sounds like you take the sounds from the past and then you, you know, retrofit it for now. But this one just sounds like, if you played this for me maybe five years ago, six years ago, I would have been like, oh, it's a really great song. But I would have had the exact same reaction, I think. Yep. It, it didn't really add anything to the narrative, I guess, to the conversation. Um, I'd say it, it sounds like a Gen 3 song. It sounds like a Gen 3 K-pop song. That's what I wrote, yes. 
I wasn't going to mention it because I didn't want to be mean. Not that you're I mean. I don't think that's I, mean. I, not, <laughs> I don't think that's mean. Man, this song's like three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> now that's mean. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really feel like I needed to hear it necessarily, but okay. it's a good song. Just not... I there are I like other songs nowadays. So, um, man, I'm just so mean to this song. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna move on to track number three to try to save myself. But before I do that, do you? Uh, is there anything fun you wanted to point out before I move on? Uh, all right. Yes. No, I, I do like the chorus melody when it goes a little chromatic, like na 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 na, like. Yeah, but it's also we hear that a lot in K-pop, so yeah. it's like not new. <laughs> but it's nice. It's very nice. All right, track number three is entitled My Oh My. And Alan Mark, I would love to hear what you have to say about this song. All right. I'll, I'll, so this song is really interesting. I like my I mean, first reaction. Uh, I was like, oh, this melody like is really into the sound sonically. It sounds so interesting. I'm like, what does it sound like? And then immediately I was like, oh, this sounds like a 2000s R&B song. Like Carrie Hilson, Jordan Sparks. Exactly. That kind yes. of vibe. Like that's like my initial thing. I was like, oh. like So it like sounds dated a little bit. But like not… I don't think it's in a bad way. I kind of like that it sounds dated. Like because it's the specific style of like R&B pop that… Um, I don't know if like that K-pop I don't think has tapped into and like recent like that much recently. Um, I mean, it's like roots are definitely there. Like if you like dig into older like um, ballads from like the late two thousands or early two thousand twenty tens, but this one's very much like I could hear like um, like those artists I mentioned, like Jordan Sparks, like singing something like this, like back in. Like 2009, as we were like driving up High Street to go to class. <laughs> We've already mentioned twice that Stephen has gone to Santa Cruz. So, or also slowly <laughs> but surely, you will find out who he really is. They know my last name. So, <laughs> <laughs> but is it a stage name? Hmm, oh, but I choose. Um, it's fun, so funny you mentioned. Uh, uh, who did you hear? Carrie, Carrie, yeah, Carrie Hilson, Hilson Jordan Sparks. Hilson, There's wow, my other. I'm just like forgetting your name. Um, but yeah, that 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 pocket of time when it comes to R and B, and that's exactly what I wrote. Um, this reminded me of like an early 2000s, mid or mid, no, more like mid, mid 2000s. You're right. Uh, R and B slow jams ballad, um, and you know what the drums reminded me of. It reminded me of Ryan Leslie. Um, oh, that, that's 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 yeah. the pull. I think that's the pull. Yeah. Oh and, man. Um, and it reminded me of that one video he he did where he was slowly, where he broke down his song, and he <laughs> built it from scratch. And it's just him with like the the suit and the sunglasses in oh. the studio, and just him getting when like, that became a meme, right? Super into yeah, <laughs> yeah. That meme. That meme. I forget. The, the setup for the meme. Um, but but if you hear closely, some of the um some of the pads are just like iconic Ryan Leslie uh uh 
percussion. It's like the the drums that go like like that that sound. I that was a really bad um impersonation of it, but you can catch it. And I think that maybe that's what they were tapping into is this whoever produced this uh was like I'm a huge Brian Leslie fan and uh just want to do an homage to his style. So yeah. <laughs> um and did I did I notice a slight key change in the bridge a little bit? Or was that just like a... Um, I don't know if I... I, I, maybe I, I don't didn't. know. Oh, well, I'll go listen to it while you uh, talk about your thoughts, Stephen. Um, the bridge... The chords in the bridge, though, I really like them. I, I don't know if it's a key change, but I did really like the, the chords there. Uh, and... I like the keys that they were playing there too. It was a nice kind of texture change there. And the the bridge was one of my favorite parts of the song. Um generally I also thought the song was like okay. It was it was good. Um and but my other favorite part of the song was uh the second verse cuz I I like that melody a lot. And then someone hits a really nice high note there. Um but I I really don't have too much to say about it. My, my first, my first two notes are just very. I wrote nice song, good vocals, and then like <laughs> I, I was just like just jotting down whatever I was thinking, and those. That's it. So I, yeah, I, I don't feel too strongly about about this, but um, it is partly produced by Ryan S. John, so he did Ooh, make Ryan his way onto Leslie. this one. Uh, we never escape him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Jun for sure listened to Ryan Leslie. So this makes so much sense. I'm trying to look. Um, it's also written by yeah, uh, Harold Philippon and Lauren Dyson. I'm, I'm searching the names right now to see what oh, else they've, yeah. they've done. Some good radio right here. <laughs> anyway, while you while you're searching that, um, did we already? This is another galactical song to me. Oh yeah, I, even... I just love those synths, and I don't remember if I wrote that a couple more times. But if you just put those those tones in there, uh, I'm instantly hooked. So, um, all right, I think we're ready, guys, to move on track number four um entitled nothing and i i don't know what the direction was for this album but it just seems like there's this cohesive like idea that being let's take these sounds from the past and then let's make our own versions of it um because for for nothing this also sounded like some parts of it sounded like very R&B slash hip-hop soul type um, tones. Um, and at the same time, it also sounded like another second gen slash third gen type of song. And it's just like, um, there's just there's just something about this song that I actually really love. Um, I don't think it's my favorite, but I I really love. 
I, it must just be the fact that I, I'm listening to songs that I haven't heard of or had heard in a really long time. And then when I hear it, I get nostalgic and I really enjoy it. So it's not like I like this for nostalgic's sake. Um, but it just it re- just reminds me of um, a sound that I haven't heard of before. Um, I think that's that I just said the exact same thing just in a roundabout way. Um, but but yeah, I there's a lot of parts about this that I'll talk about after you guys talk. Um, but real qu- real quick, uh, I think in the it was in the pre-chorus, right? There was like this raindroppy. Um, tone i think am i remember that correctly hmm. yeah I'll i have to go I listen think, to it again i i think i, I don't know if anybody else yeah. uh, wrote that note too i i called them cave droplets like <laughs> oh i like what it what it what are you what's your uh what's your metaphor um or <laughs> stalactite oh. I turn my volume down. Uh, I like cave droplets. I don't have anything here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, Stephen, um, did you think the song was something, or did you think it was nothing? Yeah, uh, I, I actually really like this one. And up to this point, this is this is my favorite of the songs that I had listened to. Like going <laughs> at this part of the album, um, I, I thought. That, there's some pretty cool production. I love the the chopped vocals in the intro, and that they also brought back um, in the chorus that the little like vocal sample that that's really nice. Um, and then yeah, as as we mentioned, the, that cave droplet synth uh, that was cool. Um, yeah, and then oh, I love that piano in the first verse when that comes in. It, it just gives it a nice like I don't know, a nice way to, to build there, but. Uh, my favorite, like my favorite part of the song that repeats a couple times, is the post-chorus where they go, like it's like na 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 thing with just the drums under that. I, I thought that sounds so good, um, just to come back after like the chorus, and then when it plays again in the end. Um, I think in the end it has that some sampled vocals too. But yeah, uh, I I just I. Really like this one, um, yeah. Not not really much else uh, about this. There's some scratches too that I thought worked well. Like, um, yeah, some record scratches. I thought about you instantly when I heard those like, <laughs> little sample scratch <laughs> things. <Ooh. laughs> it wasn't like a you doing like a. Why don't you go, Alamar? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm aligned with both of you. Where it's, I think so far, this is uh, out of the songs so far in the album. This one's my favorite. I do have this bolded as one of uh, one of my three favorite songs of the album. So this is one of three. I don't know if it's the favorite, but definitely one of three. Um, but if, to describe this song, the song is a bop, and not in the way that we use bop nowadays. Because I feel like now it's used as such like a general term when people just think a song is good. But I have always defined songs as bops. It has like this very specific like sound, like that doo-wop-y R&B with, uh, with like a fun bouncy piano, a la like Big Pun's Still Not a Player or Ariana Grande's The Way. 
those okay. like that's where I sonically think like these are bops because it makes you want to bounce to the song in like this very specific light kind of manner. Um, and this song has like that same the air to it. So um, yeah, that's why I would say this song is a bop. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed everything. It's a it's a Jujirong unit song, so it's just Namju, Yunji, and Chorong. So that's really fun. Um, and to point out specific parts, um, the second verse, I love Chorong's rap in it. Uh, partly because Chorong is my bias within A Pink, but um, but I love like her specific vocal texture and color when she does it because it's really playful. It's really fun, oh. sort of like. Uh, like the, the Godmother to when Go On and Olivia Hay rap. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I really enjoy that every time I get to it. And yeah, also every like y'all already highlighted a lot of really great elements of this song as well. But um, this song just uses the three of their voices really really well. Um, it's a really good balance, and yeah, love love this song. Awesome. Okay, moving on to track. Number five, entitled "Red Carpets." Steven, what did you think? I liked this one a lot too. I feel like the album was getting better for me, at, like, and it was continuing to like improve, or it was reaching a peak. I think, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I liked very Wait, early on the you, song. You said reaching a. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't think. Did you mean yeah. to see that? At first? I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say when it reaches the AP. <laughs> um, but, um, well, yeah, very early on in the song, it, it gives us some like orchestra hits. I, I really like those. And then they use them a lot throughout the song, uh, even at some different pitches. So I thought that was. Cool. You always hear them like you just hear the same one played over, but I think they just lowered the pitch a little bit for the other ones. So I, I like that. Um, general uh, and the chorus did something pretty interesting, where it was going like the switching between halftime and then back to like the regular time. And I feel that's like uncommon to switch back and forth. You you hear a lot of halftime in K-pop, but to like have it be a, a main part of the like the chorus and then to to have a little bit and then switch away from it and come back to it. it I feel like it's kind of a new thing to do or a, a less common way to use halftime. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah, generally I love the the we're on the red carpet section. Uh, that was really fun, and I'm glad they did that again after that uh, sort of instrumental break too. Um, but then in the last chorus, that halftime part that I really liked, they, they actually just do it all like in the, in the regular time. And I thought it sounded really good there too. Kind of just, um, just I get, yeah, it's just like a change from what the rest of the song was and uh, it still sounds really good. So I was, I was a fan of this one. Um, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, uh, this is a song that I think the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Because I think at first it felt jarring, all those changes that Stephen mentioned. But then the more uh, the song played, the more I fell in love with those moments. Like 
I think this song really does a good job painting that picture of like during the chorus. It's as if they were stepping out of like a limousine onto a red carpet in slow motion. That's why I felt like the halftime really worked there. And um, switching back for like visually, I saw the three of them. Uh, this is also a unit song, Y-O-S, Yoon Oh Sun for Bomi, Ha Young, and Naan. Um, I imagine them stepping out onto a red carpet and just like owning it in like these like in like beautiful outfits a la the Dilemma video. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think like Naan's like the red carpet part, I think it's just so cool every time it happens. So yeah, yeah and and again, evoking more like like late second gen, early third gen type of sound um, musically. Like it made me think of like when Titeso does like head songs, stuff like that. Like it, like that's the era I'm thinking of with this song. So yeah. Sorry about that. I was working on my stream deck so I could hit this mute on and off button without having to tap my left side. Anyway. Um, so I love that this was a fun... Wait, we were talking about red carpet, right? I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that this was a funk track. Um, I love that it reminded me of like 80s, 90s, retro, like that era. Um, I love that the synths reminded me of Chromeo. Um, and then, uh, more specifically, it's just, it's fun how the, did we already talk about this? I I might've missed it, but just how, um, the whole song is just funk. And then there's like, at the beginning of the chorus, they do like a little girl crush fake out or, or, or they're just like, uh, I forget the lines that they're saying. It's like me on the red carpet. And then it goes back to like the like that. Yeah. It's just, it was so unexpected that I ended up really, really enjoying that part. Um, but yeah, I, I too also think this is where a lot of like right in the middle is where there's like the, the main pocket of like songs that I started enjoying. Um, so. Yeah, just I just couldn't believe this was only track five. There's so much, so much emotions to go run through. Um, but yes, uh, we do have a lot of tracks to cover, um, and we're gonna do our best to keep going, keep rolling through them. Um, so, but we've been talking a lot, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have a game from Stephen, and we'll talk about the remaining six tracks of the album. So stick around. And we'll see you on the B-side. Welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by Steven. So Steven, take it away and let us know what Alan, Mark, and I are going to play. All right. So I have a brand new game 
for us to play <laughs> this week. Uh, we are continuing um, with another game where you're going to have to listen to some things. Um, but I'm glad that uh, our, our conversation um, talked about some of the producers and songwriters because that, that's the focus of today's game, which I am calling Produce Section 101. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I thought my yeah. game was pretty good last week, but this game takes the cake. So, Alan Mark, you're going to have to bring it when it's your turn. Oh, boy. You're going to have to come so, you're like quick, I don't know, get quick lick. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we'll workshop that. Okay, see you in take. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I found this still from some like Apple commercial they did many years ago when they were seven members. And uh, I just Googled a pink and fruits. So, <laughs> once I had the name Produce Fiction 101. Anyway, the, as I mentioned, uh, this game's about producers. Uh, a pink has worked with many notable producers and songwriters throughout the, their career. And we'll be going into their catalog to explore some of these songs. Oh. For this song, you will hear a short clip from an A-Pink song, and you will have to guess the notable producer who worked on that song. Um, I only picked ones whose style I kind of was familiar with. Uh, so it's excluding the A-Pink members' own work and many others. So uh, sorry about that. Don't mean to really like not think about them. but. Um, I think, I, I hope my choices were all right because the, the producers you will choose from are Brave Brothers, whose credits I, I've included. Um, they, they've worked on the Brave Girls, uh, AOA songs, um, After School and Teen Top, uh, Shinsadong Tiger, who did a lot of the Pink songs. He's worked with Four Minute. Uh, Beast, Yana, uh, EXID, uh, Crayon Pop, and Momoland. A very important person who's maybe less well-known, Super Changdai, who wrote a lot of ladies' code songs like Bad Girl, Kiss Kiss, and all of their mini-album Code 2, as well as a, a 2PM song and a Teen Top song. Um, so that's the first three. There are the next Three, we are maybe a little for, more familiar with Black Eyed Pilsung, who's done a lot of uh, Twice songs. We've mentioned him a couple times already. Uh, worked with Sister, Chang'a, Beast, uh, and Stacy, of course. Collapsed One, um, worked uh, on recent Promise Nine and Twice songs like The Feels uh, Feel Special. He has he worked on a song called What Is Love, or he worked on Twice As What Is Love, as well as Idols Where Is Love. <laughs> so um watch out for who what and why so, um and then lastly we have uh mono tree whose most important works included uh yojin chu solos uh a uh, circle song as well as the carol and carol 2.0 so the way this game will work is uh, I'm going to give you one of these two groups for each clip, for each question, and you will have to guess uh, just from those three. And for each producer, um, they will be the correct answer twice, except for Brave Brothers. They are only the answer once. Um, and I, I just, I wrote that, um, I just wrote times one in the answer. So uh, I think you guys will do pretty well. I, I think 
I don't know. I felt like this would be a pretty hard game, but after listening to it, I, I think I think you guys will actually do pretty well. Um, Elmark, I, I don't know. for sure. Yeah, I, I was worried because Elmark was talking about songs he liked, and I was worried <laughs> that he That's would okay. just That's all do right. really well. But um, you might one crazier things just... have happened. On, yeah, that's true. On this podcast. So, so there, there's no practice round, but um, we will. I think we'll just get into it. And, Mono tree. Um, oh, we'll I, I just figured you'd play a Luna song. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was going to be. <laughs> I had time, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I guess just write down all your answers as we have done before, and then send them to me. You can write like BEP or CEO. I don't know, but just like. The, the short a short conversion if you want um okay so let's get into round number one i'm not gonna, even going to tell you the song or anything i'm just going to give you the uh oops sorry just the clip so i'm going to lower the volume for this first one and i think this group is going to be easier than the other one but here we go All right. Um, do you want it again? How's that volume? That is perfect. Okay. Guys, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yep. Guys up here. Okay. So that's round one. Round two. all right (laughs) um okay i'll move on to round three back to group two ah here we go Okay. This was fun to try to pull interesting parts from these songs. Uh, yeah, so yeah, okay. Round four. Not what this one was. Oh my. Ooh. This is fun. I have no idea, but I'm just doing my best guess based on the producers. Sure. All right. Okay, I'll go to round oops. Uh five. I like that one lot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Great fade okay. up too. That's cool. Round six. Oh. 
Where did you get these songs? Okay. Okay. Alright. Let's go round number seven. Okay. Uh, okay. Round eight. Which ones? Let's hear that again. <laughs> yes, please. I thought you were saying that, Elmer. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Round number nine. Oh yeah, there are eleven total. So two per, and then one. Okay, round nine. Oh my. <laughs> All right. Round 10. Okay, last we're on last round number eleven. Okay. All right. So yeah, that was the last one. Um okay. so yeah, so the answers. When you're ready, and then I'll I'll tally them up. Okay, I will. Yeah, I'll just. Uh, I guess I'll just play the. Yeah, I'll just go through the game. Okay, all right. I'll just like that might be helpful. I'll play the clips again. Um, oops. Uh, hold on. So. Okay, so yeah, round number one. I'll just play a little bit of it. So yeah, that one was Black Eyed Pilsung. It is the song Ung Ung. Um, so Alan Mark, you got that right. Uh, All right, we're off to a these, great start. <laughs> I, I thought uh, if you just sit in your head, you could say Stacy Girls, it's going down. It's I think it was down. yeah. Um, so yeah. That song uh, feels like the older sister that ASAP yeah. to me. I, I feel like that one's very like. That could that part could be in so bad too. Like yeah, sonically um, it's so bad, but I feel like the structure feels very ASAP. Um. Okay. <laughs> Round two. Well, I did not pick oh, up any of that, so oh, we're gonna, oh no, we're gonna do well. 
This was round two. And that was Shinsedong Tiger, the song I Got You from Unane. Um, oh my god, that correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, round three. So that was Collapsed One um, with the song Promise Me from the uh, album One and Six. So you both missed that. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I Yeah, maybe I sh- should have let you have the songs that they've worked on because I Collapsed One worked, I guess their songs I love the most twice, like, and, mm. uh, but that's okay. Anyway, round four. So that was Shin Sedong Tiger with the song Love off of Pink Love, and Chucky got that one right. Yes. Two to one. Okay, that's all I needed. I just needed one. Uh, Round five. All right, uh, that one was Mono Tree with the song I Like That Kiss from One and Six. So, Chuck, you got that one right too. Um, no. Yes. No, we are tied. <laughs> now, right so now, now it's 2 Okay, two. okay, all right. All right, all right, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Next okay. one. Still not confident, but. Oh, okay. man, why is this? Okay, next one. Oh, this one, yeah. So, yeah, this one was. Super Changdai, and oh. neither of you got this one right. Wow! So it's still still tied. Um, but this song is uh, called "Boo" from Seven Springs of A Pink, or Seven Springs of what's it called? Yeah, Seven Springs of A Pink. Uh, next up, have. That is Black Eyed Pill Song with I'm So Sick from One and Six. And Almar got this one. Um, okay, so it's t- three to two. Uh, round number eight is this one. <laughs> and you were both correct. It is Brave Brothers. Yes. Yes. That one song they did uh, called My Darling off of, well, that part of the 10th anniversary plus on Pink Love as well. Uh, okay. Round For me, nine. I was like, what would, sound, what would sound like AOA would also sing? <laughs> yeah. uh, here we go. So that was Mono Tree. Oh, it sounds with like the it. song "Perfume" <laughs> from Pink Memory. Uh, Alan Mark got this one. Oh, um, forget it. I think <laughs> I lost already. Uh, round ten. Here we go. Oh yeah. Uh, this was Super Chang Dai, and you both got this. Oh. Assuming, um, like you just had to have him be an answer still at this point um but and then lastly this was um 
This was collapsed one. Which Alan Mark got wrong. All right. Uh, uh, Alan Mark got this one right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that song was called Drummer Boy from Pink Revolution. Oh, and the last song was called Prince from Snow Pink. So yeah, uh, Alan Mark, congratulations. <laughs> you won this one uh, seven to four. Well, hey, not well bad. Done. Not bad. For me, it. that is. Alan Mark, you need to, uh, you know, work on your uh, produce 101, uh, <laughs> produce market 101 skills. I, I was I expecting you fully to get 12 right out I of am, 11. <laughs> I am sad that I didn't miss one of the Shinsodong Tiger ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, the, the two mono tree ones I tried to make sound very similar they were both you know like, now that i'm electronic like, when i found out that it was a mono tree i immediately was like duh duh chuck that it's is like the a mono tree track yeah. yeah sounds like kiss later <laughs> <laughs> yeah how funny though like in a blind ear test i guess you could yeah it's a it's you can really pick out some of these uh producers styles especially if you've been listening to them for so long yeah, that's what I was trying. I was hoping, trying to go for, um, Sorry. not really like knowing uh, a pink song. So, yeah, <laughs> I hope th- I hope this comes back. I like this concept. Yeah, me too. I totally like. <laughs> yes, this. I will bring it back. Okay, for you too. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I feel okay. you know. I think I feel like I get a lot of the full length album games. I think I got <laughs> Got Seven, Epic High, IU, uh, the Twice one. <laughs> uh this i mean i i, do, just I like, they're fun to do i always make like audio ones but yeah, that's true there's a lot to work off of. take a lot of time <laughs> yeah i feel so like the, the full albums plus a game to do an isak toast with five songs the next time <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just like four like three the first time yeah, i did yeah. it and i said speak more anyway <laughs> You should. Your next Isak Toast should be you play every song in the album, yeah. and we have to guess the song that's missing. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, oh, all right, that's for another time. Okay, well, uh, guys, we have six more tracks to go, oh, yeah, so uh, we have to this. We, we can uh, really we can just bang this out, starting with track number six, and I think it is your turn, Alamark, to start us off. So Track number six is entitled Single Writer. What did you think about the song? Uh, this one's another cool song. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes because I was trying to limit time, but we're good. And I think this was an interesting choice going a little bit more like hip-hop uh, sounding with this, but a little throwback as well. I think overall this album's throwback, but I like this one. That little like, whatever that's noise, that sample is, that's everyone that every, on uh, the every four? on the two and the four um yeah i like that reminded me of highs and dean's and july Mm -hmm. which um i feel like this sort of fits the same sort of like r&b hip-hop mold as that one and it's really cool really cool song and i think there's also really cool um like vocal stuff going on here like the sliding notes some harmonies uh yeah I, i think Especially those slides. I like that it takes a second for them to resolve a little bit because they start off a little awkwardly. 
but then they land right where they need to be. And I thought that was nice touch, nice touch there. So yeah, another cool song, especially in the middle of the album where I think mm-hmm. we all sort of agree it's where like the strength of this album is. So um, yeah, this sort of, I think it aligns um, for me. I, I thought right off the bat that that was such an interesting chorus. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It reminded me of like, a bunch of sounds I would hear at a level of Super Mario Brothers. Um, it just, it, it was so strange. Um, it didn't, it at first when I heard it, it didn't make any sense. Um, and I don't know if it still does, but it was just interesting enough, so interesting that it became catchy for me. So like, in my, I just found myself in my head just doing like the, like the like the sounds and everything like that. I don't even know what instrument that was, or even if they were instruments. Um, but yeah, Alan Mark, I, I, I do, um, I do appreciate the the old school hip hop vibe as well. Um, very like '90s esque uh, type beat, um, maybe like a break beat, if if you will. Um, um, and it just made it, I just found myself kind of like head bobbing the whole time. Uh, but not like in the normal, like I'm in a like underground hip hop club kind of head bop, just more like just like grooving with the song. Um, but yeah, I for me, I will point out the bridge. Love the bridge. Love the dance break. Love the bongos. Love the sawy synth that was happening. And then that weird like metallic clang that was also there. I just thought it was just such a unique collection of sounds that all work together for me. And um, yeah, I just can't get over that chorus. Okay, Steven, what'd you think? So, yeah, this is the point where I <laughs> thought the album reached its a peak. So <laughs> this actually ended up being my favorite song on the album. Ooh. Um like for a lot of the things you mentioned, um, I felt like it started off like that beat. Yeah, to me, yeah. I was imagining more of like a conscious hip hop, like a rapper on that section. Um, and then I was glad that there was like a rap section in the second verse when that beat came back because it like kind of went in a different direction. But then uh, when someone was rapping over it, I liked that because that 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 felt like satisfying uh, to hit that sound. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of like a, a journey of a song. I, I was looking through the lyrics. I saw the words ticket, traveler, and, and rider. And I was like, oh, they're talking about trains. <laughs> and, uh, but the, <laughs> the translation says flying. I feel so like all there, these lyrics should have belonged somewhere. to track. But that, oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. We'll talk about later, but, but oh well. Single writer, <laughs> I get it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I, I liked when, when they were saying in the chorus, single rider or traveler, they went, it was like single writer and traveler. I like that little pause there. Um, and those drums that you were mentioning, I mm. felt like they were trying to go for like a hand drum type of sound and rhythm. So I, I really liked that. Um, and I thought like the, the bridge section, like the vocal part, that was a fairly standard for a bridge. And uh, it had like a cool synth, but then, and I was ready for it to go back to the chorus, but then it gave us that, that instrumental break, which I felt 
like it could have come off of oh, uh, like speaker box love below I, like Ooh, for some reason that's where it took me to and like that 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 synth was um like that saw wave uh you mentioned chuck but it was also very much like the one on on sexy back uh it's, mm. it's like a, that really distorted uh saw wave synth um but they brought back the the hand drums and those metallic bells in the back. So I thought that was just a really, really cool um, section. And um, it was really unexpected. And I, I just really loved how it came out of nowhere. And then it gave us the, the chorus again to end off the song. So yeah, uh, big fan of this one. Nice. And this one was written and composed by one person or it's like the same person just wrote everything mm. uh kim jinwan like so you. Jin- shout out to kim, kim jinwan jinwan <laughs> okay uh, shout out to you Jin-wan. yeah jin jinwan okay let's move on to track number seven um and i'll start this off for uh the song free and love and guys i think in going back and listening to this, these songs this this might be my favorite song um because it's just so fun it is a just a disco-y disco disco song. Um, reminds me of uh, times when I was younger, and uh, I whenever I needed like a, you know a break from high school life, I would go over to uh, San Jose Skate and watch my favorite band One Last Moment. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> no, 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 oh no, 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 no. It's <laughs> Should we give that context? You mentioned it twice <laughs> in the last freedom. episode. Um, it'll be part of the lore that they'll have to figure out. Um, okay. But no, uh, honestly, like it, this song reminds me of like the perfect roller skating choreography um, routine. Um, I don't want to take it away because if we talk about bass, I leave all those comments to Alan Mark, but I will just say that I like it. Um, I love the trumpet that was happening. Um, it just felt like a lot of fun. And um, I felt like I was in a roller coaster, just enjoying all of these turns and dips and rises. It was just so, it just from beginning to end just felt like a, a great ride. Um, and the one point, or one thing I wanted to point out was like, um, did we, uh, we core, or we, we tagged disco t- twice because they they do a lot of uh, disco tracks, and I felt really like the second verse sounded like twice could have sang it as well, um, because um, I, I don't remember the the cadence, but especially when the rap part comes on, it sounds like something that uh, um, d- uh, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> it sounds like something Collapsed. the last one would have oh. produced, but no, it, it <laughs> sounded like a. Um, uh, it sounded like sounded like a very classic twice rap portion to me, and so um, maybe that's why I like the song so much. Um, but yeah, Stephen, what did you think? Uh, it's I it's not your favorite song, but uh, did you like it as well? Yeah, it, it, I I did. I really like this one. Um, I think also because uh, as we talked about collapsed one who wrote a lot of the twice songs and Promise Nine songs with one of the writers of this song, uh, Justin Reinstein. And like, I think we're hearing something very like similar, like a similar mood um, on on the the hits that he's 
worked on. Um, but I, I just really liked how, how joyful this one was. Uh, the horns, they reminded me a lot of the horns oh, in cool. If You Really Man, Love this, Me by Stevie Wonder. Um, and like, that's another song that just is really <laughs> make me like happy. Um, and I, I just felt it was like a pretty, pretty like simple song, but also very easy to just like have fun with and it will lift your mood. And this one reminded me a lot of DM. So like, I, I don't know, something, the, the way it started, it took me back to January. <laughs> with like, uh, But it, something about it just reminded me of DM, another song I really like. Um, but that's all I really write, wrote. It's just, I. it's a really joyful, all right. great fun Al-Mark, song. What uh, did this song free you up? Yeah, yeah. Free your heart of free your heart to love it. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, so this is the second song that I bolded uh, for out of track this album no. because I do believe we this so is also close. my favorite song uh, as well. So yeah, finally, <laughs> Chuck, I know. But Chuck, we finally aligned. I feel like it's been forever since song. we had the same. Song. I love Dilemma the most. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I'm okay. Fine. I'll talk about the bass. The... <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about that bass because yeah. it is Did you incredible. Try it? it sounds so much fun to play. Like, I'm, I imagine… No, it sounds also very hard. <laughs> but um, I imagine it's, it's getting played on like at least like a five-string bass. I think you've got to with how much movement there is. Uh, going up and down those strings. It yeah, it sounds so much fun. And like I guess I can't really be like um I don't know, there's not much to repeat off of y'all because y'all said like things. I don't know what it is about this song though. Just it is very another like infectious pop song, I think that just I can't help but like this is where like with Holy Moly I kept mentioning like every time I went through the album I kept forgetting about it. This one, every time I yeah. got to it, I was like, oh, this is a song that I look forward to every time mm-hmm. I got to it. So, yeah. Um, I love the chorus specifically. I love the back and forth that they do between… I think at first it's between Namju and Chorong. And then the second time is Yunji and Hayoung. Which I think is great because they have such distinct voices that it uh, it contrasts between like the very… Clear, like, uh, clear, smooth tones between like that Yunji and Namju have versus the very like smokier or huskier tones yeah. that Chorang and Hayoung have. So I love that back and forth. It, it, I don't know, it makes me feel good. It brings me joy every time I listen to it. I think, I mean, generally, a part of why Chorang is like one of my bias is because they, I always enjoy her parts the most in a lot of their songs. So, um, yeah, and this chorus is uh, definitely not an exception. It is maybe like I, the, one of the better I examples. I just listened to the song so. while you were talking about it. Yeah. And it was kind of perfect because hearing your praise and the song, it was like, it, it was perfect. It just made it so much better for some reason. Uh, like you're genuine, just, yeah. It is the just genuine song that I need. Song. Yes. Um, it was fun. Okay, track number eight, guys. Just like this. Um, Steven, would you like to start? Sure. Um, so I think at this point of the album, it was like the 
I, I like that there was this kind of moment of calm <laughs> after seven really like high energy, like really spirited tracks. And then it gave us this little slower tempo, like lower key song. Um, yeah, tempo? Yeah. Not, not key, but just lower key. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, I, I really I, I like this one. Um, there were some cool instrumental parts. Like there's the in the beginning, there's some cool interplay between the acoustic guitar and the and the keys. At some point, I feel like the keys were playing like a bass line or like the low lines, and I thought that was cool. Like because the guitar was playing that at first, uh, but then I thought. Uh, that was cool that, it, that the keys were doing that. Um, and then this this song had some of my favorite uh, vocals overall. Uh, I felt like here they like sounded really good as as like a unit, and there's something seamless about their voices just going into each other. Um, and I, I I felt like it took a while for me to really like feel that way throughout this album um, because I was expecting like strong vocals throughout. And there were moments of that, but I think it was on this that I really, really appreciated it. Um, yeah, so uh, some vocals I liked. There, there are some harmonies in the chorus, which was another favorite chorus. That that are like they they do a high one first, and then they do a lower one, and they I I, I just always like when that happens. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the synths were very cool. One's very spacey and like plucky, and then um, one's playing other lead melody parts um so this one it is it came at a good spot in the album and it was really nice to listen to. once again just like with free and love i was listening to the song while you're talking about it steven and i'm just straight up vibing as well um but alan mark um <laughs> were you were you just like me uh when listening to the song or were you just like nope i i lost my pun what did you think? <laughs> no, I I another song I also really enjoyed. I think yeah, Stephen hit on the head. Like it was placed perfectly on this album, getting like the softer side after so much high mm-hmm. energy. Especially, I feel like Free and Love had the most energy out of yeah. all the songs. So it's nice coming to this after all that. Um, like oh, I think I the it. chorus is just a knockout. I love it so much. It, it's so good, and um, the and especially the last chorus, they added some keys in there, which I thought were really cool. Um, it yeah, I just added a lot more for a final chorus, um, and yeah, I don't know. But this song overall, it gave me like Ooh, another Bobby sort of like Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell kind of vibes, like that sort of era music. Um, yeah, where it's just like mellow, like smooth, light, jazzy kind of stuff. Um, that you could just relax to, and it just feels good. It, it's like a a nice soft love song. I love how this song so, build yeah. like build it upon itself um, because it faked me out with the guitar acoustic intro. I was like, "All right, here we go, this kind of song." But then no, it's still mm-hmm. although it's it mellowed out tempo wise and I guess key wise. Um, I still think it had a lot of energy to it. It 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 definitely. Like I said, builded or built upon itself, and just got more. I mean, while it was still a consistent mood, it was still a high enough one for me to feel um, a lot of uh, joy from it. Um, just stand up parts for me. Um, you know, I love me a good Nord 
key keyboard moment and I loved how it transitioned from that acoustic guitar in the verse that is straight to the same chords but in the piano version of it and like that's where you get like the um the smoothie smooth um uh, I guess smooth jazz the portions anyway um and then it kept layering on with more and more sounds um I mean how could I not if Al Mark is bass Steven your guitar I am I point out as many synths as possible and how could you not love that spacey sounding synth it just it would it felt like it was traveling all across the sky in like all around your ears um I just love the the steps uh I, I forget what kind of scale it was doing but I just love how that one part was like felt like a kind of cascading moment where it like it rose up and then it Drop right down with like the like that part. That's so good. Um, um, and then yeah. even it was so cool with the uh, the just like this part, the just like this, just like th- that reminded me of a lot of yeah. female R and B groups from um, I not specifically, but if we're gonna go like um, not TLC, but maybe Three LW. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just seven oh eight. Wow, am I forgetting? Seven oh two. Thank you. Thank you. I was like seven oh seven. Nope. Seven oh seven. Nope. No, seven oh two. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it, it. It reminded me of that kind of feel as well, and uh, just harken back to all the other feelings I was having with the prior songs. It just this is like almost like a time capsule in like a very specific time from like early. Like from, I don't know. I feel like it, this this album hit every single decade, so it was cool. But I liked how it specifically pulled from a lot of that early two thousands, mid two thousands R and B. So very very cool. All right, track number nine entitled "Trip." Um, I guess it's me. I guess I'm starting. Yeah, right. Yes. No. <laughs> You're the last one to talk, Alan Mark. So that means you're starting. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. remember the last song I actually started. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a nice like guitar ballad. Uh, I don't have a lot here. This is probably like another one of the more forgettable songs to me. Though it did remind me of this old CN Blue song that I really enjoyed from back in the day. on the It was on the Hard Strings OST. It's called I Will Forget You. Um, <laughs> and the show, Park Shin Hae is actually the one that sings it. But um, um, but yeah, I really like, I enjoyed that song uh, back then. And that song sort of gave me that same vibe. Definitely with the guitar, but I think melodically it shared a lot of similar elements as well. Except this one swelled up into a chorus a lot bigger than that CN Blue song did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like a nice, like, uh, it's a nice, like, <laughs> winner of American Idol song. I get that reference. Song. I, get I am envisioning. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like the finale. They just, they just announced it. And yeah, they have to I sing just, the song while I always crying. go back for the, <laughs> the loser um, who prepared a winning song but didn't get to perform it. Just got reminded of that. Um, so I also thought the song was a song. 
it was um, it was a cool because it was the acoustic <laughs> ballad e thing. I guess it sounded very second gen to me. Um, I was envisioning one of those music videos where none of the artists are in the music video, but it's like a story that's trying to be told, kind of, you know, very classic, uh, late two, or like early two thousands, late two thousands type of K-pop music video. That's what I was envisioning. No, 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 no. Don't you like dare! No, no, no. That's that's a that's an insult to to. <laughs> <laughs> that's an insult to that song and music video. No, no, no. That's like, that's like the standard that everyone should always try to to keep. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought it was cool that uh, it, amongst this ballad or within this ballad, there were these really cool riffs that uh, oh, Stephen. I I hope you point out. So I'm going to throw it to you actually um, to to get your thoughts on the song. Hopefully you do. If you don't, I'll come. You can come back to me. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, yeah, I thought this song was kind of uh, un unremarkable and it wasn't. Yeah, it felt too like adult contemporary or a little too close to being adult contemporary that I don't really ever care for. Um, at times, it did sound like some IU songs, so I thought that was good. Like I, I could hear IU singing this song too, um, or like writing this song. Uh, so I mean, it, it was pleasant to listen to. It's just I, I couldn't. Yeah, that's I right. Wasn't it was okay? Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I was also just at this point very uh, yeah. I made this after I was. I had to make. I made the game and then I was yeah. listening to the album. I was just trying to get through my notes, so I don't think I gave these last three songs. That's okay. Uh, the this was that just a song, so uh, required. So um, I guess yeah. Okay. Uh, track number ten, Dream. Let's. We can do this, guys. Um, I will start and say that this was yet another <laughs> ballad, um, but this felt a little bit more. I don't know if this is the right um, description or right comparison, but it definitely felt like it had a tinge of the types of ballads, like love songs that would be performed during the 80s. Um, I don't know if it was the singing or the tone or the, the just the arrangement. Um, but yeah, I again, synths. Uh, I love me wavy synths. And this one had wonderful you know, nods to that era to me. And um, with with these last tracks, I really feel like, uh, well, with the, the first, uh, I guess, seven tracks, really, um, a lot of the music was doing, not the heavy lifting, but was very forefront in the uh, your, your sonic experience. But these last tracks, um, a lot more vocals were being uh, showcased. And I thought this was, Again, just like the past two songs, just a really wonderful showcase of all their vocal talents. And I really felt the emotion um, that they were trying to portray when singing the song. Um, but outside of that, um, I guess I don't like ballads anymore. Or I just, when you when you hear one, you've heard them all, almost. <laughs> like there needs to be some sort of change up to the, pe- the ballad game. 
Like it's really easy to make someone feel things, but I don't know. Like you guys said, it's just I I heard it, acknowledged it, and then moved on or forgot about it. Um, Stephen, I I know you said you just said you didn't give uh, these songs um, enough <laughs> attention, so. Um, hopefully by me just making up my thoughts yeah. about the song, you, you could come up with more thoughts. Did you, did you think of, um, did any, was there any part of the song that stood out to you or, um, were you just, um, yeah, were you just moving along? I mean, I, I liked the, the vocals on this too. At times it almost sounded like, it was like a, just over a whisper, they were singing. It was like, I like they're, they're doing something a little different from other parts. Um, but once this song started, I was worried that it was going to be like like an EDM song mm. where the chorus was just going to be like yeah. chopped up vocals. and Or like, or no like lyrics. Um, so I think I liked this more when we got to the chorus and then there were lyrics. There was like, uh, a full chorus there, um, so I think I I, th- I like this more than I expected to once I at the beginning of the song when I heard it. Um, but overall, I liked the the dreamy sound it had. Uh, just in general, again, I don't know. I didn't think the, the melodies were that great. They were they're good, but um, yeah, uh, this was just fine. I think. Oh, well, let me lead right. you in. Let me lead you in. Uh, let me all right. Lead you well, in. my turn. This is the third song. I know. I, I was like, <laughs> this is the third song I had bolded as oh, one of my favorite no, Jackson's so album. So this is probably number three. Wait, wait. Let, let me properly um, lead you in then. Let me properly lead you in. Y'all commentary. can have when this was going to happen. <laughs> That's fine. No, don't. No, I've already started. All right. So yeah, but I love. I think for me, I love really wistful uh, ballad kind of like styles like this. Um, I think it's just like that gorgeous sounding stuff. It gives me the same feelings. It doesn't have, it's not the same sonically, but it gave me the same feelings I do when I listen to JJ Projects, uh, JJ Projects Tomorrow and Today, um, where it just like feels like you're on a journey and it's like, it's a song that feels like you're reminiscing on something, which I, I really like. Um, and uh, I think also vocally, y'all mentioned how good it is to like, I this is probably my favorite vocal performance on the album. This is the one that I think gave Yunji the most room to like do what she does because she has a great voice, a really great, powerful voice. And I feel like the final chorus here gave her that like room to expand that and show it off a bit more, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, she's always been one of my more favorite vocals in K-pop for a long time, so I'm happy she got the shine in that way. Um, but yeah, I yeah I I don't know I I really enjoy this every time I listen to it as well. Uh, it's co-written by J Park, which is really Maybe. interesting. I don't know, is it the same J Park? Like that V J Park or um no. yeah, it <laughs> is the J Park. Yeah, that's his yeah. name. <laughs> yep, that's that's J Park. So interesting because I don't know I'm not like a big fan of J Park himself, but. Um, I did enjoy okay, the song. That's who, that's who also really wrote, wrote co-wrote the yeah, song yeah. and wrote okay. the lyrics. So maybe that's why, maybe <laughs> that's why it gave that room for her vocally because she, you know, she helped write it too. So, yeah. Um, and the guitar, I really liked it in the chorus. The 
uh, almost chicken scratchy guitar, but it has like it plays awesome. really cool riffs that I like. So, all right, well, guys, we have made it to the final track of the album. I didn't think we could do this, but I just wanted to express my gratitude to not only my fellow co-leaders but all of you listeners listening to this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking around um, <laughs> to talk about track number eleven entitled "Thank You, Stephen." Lead us off for our final song. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so with this, I, I enjoyed the return to a little more upbeat sound. Um, and it, it felt like I, I had heard it, uh, I guess, maybe when it came out. But then I, I didn't really think much of it and uh, hadn't heard it again until now um, or when I when I went to listen to it. Um, yeah, there were just a few a few parts that I really liked with uh, this really nice clean guitar in the back that was just picking out these really cool like little patterns. Um, and then the 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 pauses throughout the uh, I think is it in the chorus? I don't know. Like just little pauses in the phrasing of the, the instruments and the vocals. Um, I, I thought those were just nice. Little touches. Um, but again, with the song, this came at the end, uh, so I don't have too much. Um, but it is a nice, I th- I'm assuming it's like uh, a song for just people who've stuck around for all the pandas out there. Is that pandas? Pandas, there? yeah. Okay. The yeah. fandom's called pandas. <laughs> yeah. P- panda. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd like just put the word. Like fan in there, so I just clocked that. Um, yeah, that's all Thank I really you. have to say about Thank you. That. Thank you. Commentary. Thank you, Alan Mark. What did you think about this song? Oh yeah, uh, I don't have a lot of notes on this. Um, the I mean, I, I like that it's a return to form to. Uh, like older A Pink, like pre I'm So Sick A Pink, which is nice that they could still pull off like brighter, cute concepts, but still feel like you know they're more older, mature selves because, like, yeah, they're older. This is like their 10th anniversary song from last year. Um, so it's nice that they still added this in because I mean, I feel like every release that they do is still is like a celebration. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have much notes on this. It is also, I think, looking back, it is also uh, produced by Double Sidekick, who did write a lot of their earlier, um, like, cute work. Um, so that I thought that made mm-hmm. sense and it was really cool. I think they did Mr. Chu and Love. Um, they have credits on, so. Um, yeah, it's just a classic A-Ping song. And um, Yunji's voice is great in this as well. She's do- she does really, like, the cool, powerful, high I couldn't stuff agree with voice, you guys. So more um it now that you mentioned that this was their 10th anniversary song it makes sense why it doesn't sound like it it sounds like it's kind of you know tagged along um but i'm happy that it was because it gave me really fun island jam vibes i i really love the song um just made me feel good i thought all the sounds were great uh um i i don't think we heard any bubblegum poppy type songs in this album so it's just Fun to kind of round out the the release, I guess, with this this one sound that needs to be present, I guess. 
to really uh, capture everything. Um, but yeah, it it definitely it, now that because I I wrote down it felt it feels like a song for the fans, and it makes so much sense that uh, um, it makes so much sense. All right. Uh, I don't know if we need to do a last call, but um, if anybody wants to say anything, one last thing about A Pink. Uh, if you re- if you want to say that they have a bright future ahead of them, or whatever you want, <laughs> uh, or you can be retrospective either way. Um, I'll leave the leave the floor open. Uh, whoever speaks first gets to talk first. All right, Stephen, why don't you go for it? All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, like, I'm I'm happy that this album sort of brought me back to, like, late gen, second gen, early third gen K-pop. I think that's, like, my biggest takeaway. Um, but I do think it's a little bit of a step down from the incredible run that was, like, 1 in 6% and look. Um, but it's still a solid release that, like, continues on, like, that current track record. Um, but also, I think, if anything, it makes me hopeful that they'll continue making music together. I think the fact that they got past the 10-year mark, you know, they're one of the rare girl groups that have consistently lasted so long, avoided the avoiding the dreaded seven-year curse. So, um, yeah, and the fact that they're still making the strong music together, um, you know, um, whether or not, I love that Nyan's still doing like music with them too. You know, she may not be performing with them, but she's still like part of A Pink. So that brings me hope that um, they could hopefully set that standard for other girl groups that they don't have to, like, they could still continue on past like their contract end dates and still make music together. Cause I think we're seeing that we, like, I appreciate them still being together, making music together, really good music together as well. So. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm hopeful that they'll continue doing this, and it sets that standard for other. Um, my other only groups. piece that I'm gonna say is that I want to continue to see all these second gen, third gen groups continue on. I don't want you to feel like you have to be like a first gen group and only do like reunion tours or you know come back. Just um, it's all good if you just adapt to the times or you can, you know, still pull the sounds from when you first debuted. But um, this trend, this continuing trend, this resurgence, because I don't know if we saw a lot of, did we see a lot of second gen girl groups come back last year, two years ago? Or was it mainly the guys that took over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more many guys. You know what? They, they don't need to come back from anything. <laughs> a lot of the girl <laughs> yeah, groups so, don't are not together anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, so a lot of them just I, aren't I don't think around. it's as much uh, of like they yeah. needed to come back. They're just consistently going. But um, yeah. I hope I hope this trend of well, one whoever's still around still keeps going. But also, um, is Brave Girl second gen? Yeah, no. Praying for. Third. Technically, gotcha. but then I think oh, yeah, that makes they celebrate more just okay, the anyway. members, which was just six years ago. Yeah. Uh, and praying for I mean, girls' generations come back oh, at some yeah. point. Yeah. They're like the only okay. one, them brown eyed girls. That's really it. Well, yeah, yeah maybe maybe we'll see up. some sort of revitalization seeing that A Pink is still going strong. But um yeah, I'm just happy that we can still have 
a group because like <laughs> this is like what I um because I don't feel young when I listen to A Pink. I feel uh sorry, sorry. Uh what I, what I meant to say was <laughs> um, A Pink makes me feel young. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Um all these uh fortune group makes me feel old. Um, but I still feel like how I did back in 2011, I guess. I don't know. I, I still remember listening to A-Pink at a young age. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's close this out, guys. Let's close up shop. We've uh, we've had too many patrons uh, lingering for too long. Um. So yeah, I re- I re- we really hope. Oh, so thank you guys so much for choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your extended stay, and uh, we can't wait for you to come back next time. Uh, you can catch us on all the socials. We are at How You Can Eat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and you can even email us How You Can Eat at gmail.com. Email Stephen. Um, you can also catch all of our previous episodes. We have a lot of fun. Uh, Fun ones, uh, especially last week's. If you didn't catch that one, definitely go back and check out our Rolling Wards episode. That was a lot of fun to record. Um, but we have a lot of lot of content. Um, if you're just getting into some of these groups or these albums, uh, you can go back as far as late 2020. It'll still be relevant, I swear. Um, but yeah, give us a review if you want. We We would love to get your feedback. Okay, so for... Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Oh, I didn't think of how to end this. Uh, but it, it's so many options in my mind, it's like I'm having a dilemma, dilemma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how I'm ending it. That's, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you.